month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of ancient King David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled today. And then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Oh God, as we consider this famous narrative, we pray as always for insight and understanding into the relationships that you're calling us into with you, with each other, and with ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being here, everyone. It's a, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. In fact, I'm just looking out and I'm noticing, and on Zoom, by the way, too, and noticing that a lot of our regular Advent Hopers are not here today because they're traveling all over the country and the world. But we have a lot of you who are visiting from other places today. And so we're thankful that you came to worship with us here at Church of the Advent Hope. And for those who are here, uh, we have a whole group online, 60-some people online with us this morning as well. And so thank you, Zoom participants, for being here. I should also mention, in, in a particular way, we've got Abby's parents. Abby was singing for us. Abby's parents, her, her family is here today. Oh, and the whole family. Who's here, Abby? Okay, fantastic. There you go. So, Abby, let's give them a warm And a bunch of other friends that we've had. And Gotti, it's great to have you uh, back again. And as we mentioned in the first service, we're certainly thinking of the heartbreak that's happening in your homeland. So thank you for uh, being with us today. Let's give Gotti a warm encouragement. I, I told you this morning, I was there on, on the 6th, just the day before. So uh, first time there, it was uh, really encouraging to be there. Beautiful country. And again, heartbreaking what's happening. So we're, we're, we're with you. Um, so, okay, so familiar story today. Uh, I think even if you're not familiar with uh, Christian theology, you probably have uh, heard the, uh, the story of the Virgin uh, Mary. And so it's the Advent season. We're thinking about just a few days from now, many of us will be celebrating Christmas through the Advent season. We've been talking about the implications of waiting and anticipating the arrival of Jesus, both for the first Advent and the second Advent. And so we look to this familiar story. And right off the bat, there are a couple of things that jump out to us. First of all, we see uh, this young woman 
and the narrative says that uh, she was told that she's highly favored. We don't know why. There's no backstory here, but this angel appears to Mary and tells her she's highly, highly favored. And then her response, and I love the response, it says she was uh, troubled, which is, seems like maybe a little bit of a, undershooting that. I mean, if an angel just showed up to you and had news for you, even if they're saying good things, that would be, I think troubling would be the, maybe the, 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 the least aggressive way that you would describe this. So an angel shows up and she's troubled. She, she wants to know, what does this mean? And so the angel uh, tells her that she's gonna conceive a child. Which, if you were a young woman in the first century uh, Israel, was not bad news. I mean, that was, that was part of the culture, that you actually wanted to conceive a child. So the idea of, of being with child is encouraging. But there was a big caveat. Uh, she was not uh, married, and that was going to be a problem. So the idea of having a child, exciting, but what is going to happen with this? How, how, how am I going to be perceived? We can imagine all kinds of, of, of things that may be going in her mind that would just contribute to this, uh, this troubling announce, uh, announcement. But the angel assures her everything is going to be okay and that you, not only is everything going to be okay, that this is going to be great for her and it's going to be great for her people and great for the world. And so Mary is on, on board with this. And so there are some things that we can learn right off the bat from this, again, very familiar passage. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions when God is interjecting himself into your experience. Mary asks questions. Of course, this is a great biblical tradition. Sometimes in, in faith communities, we don't like it or, or, or we feel like uh, asking questions is a lack of faith. That is not the narrative of the Bible story, certainly not the narrative of the Mary story. God is inviting us to question and to dialogue and ask questions. And so people are faith. We had the opportunity to ask questions. God is not afraid of that. Mary asks questions. Again, a long history of the ability to ask questions. God wants us to be engaged in relationship with him. And if that's the case, then asking what's going on is totally appropriate. Stay humble. I mean, here, this is news. You're highly favored, but Mary is... Uh, recognizing her, her own inability, and so there's humility on her side, so we can learn, you know, if God is approaching you with a, a task, or you feel like uh, you have a responsibility, we want to stay, uh, stay humble with that. And then finding strength in community is incredibly important. We're told later in the story that, you know, the angel comes and tells uh, Mary that uh, her relative Elizabeth is also great with child, and later in the story, the first thing she does is to go visit her uh, relative. And so when you are confronted with a challenging uh, situation, uh, being in community is incredibly important. And you know, here at Avent Hope, we're always talking, or within Avent Hope, I should say, we, we're always talking about what the uh, benefit it is to be in community with each other. That we can come together and we rely on each other, whether it's an actual relative or it's just you know, the relatives that we have, the spiritual relatives that we have here in community that is so essential when challenging tasks are uh, presented before us. Now, uh, this was quite an interruption to Mary's experience, but uh, there's actually a long history in the Bible narrative of God interrupting people's plans. Uh, one of the most famous ones is in Genesis chapter 12, the, maybe the original interruption we have. Uh, Abram, who would later become 
Abraham, his life is interrupted. You may remember this story. Abram is uh, that guy who three of the world's great religions consider their father of the father of faith. And so in Genesis chapter 12, we have this original interruption. The Lord said to Abram, who was living a comfortable life in his uh, city with his family all around him, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. And so there is a long history of God interjecting himself into people's lives and changing uh, their plans interrupting their plans. This is a part of the narrative of the Bible story. We see it in the life of Abram. We see it in the life of Mary. And if you're going to be a part of a God's family, he is asking us to be prepared for his interruption. And yet, the challenge for us is that uh, we don't like interruptions to our <laughs> lives. Um, it's easy to say, uh, you know, and Mary, wow, God blessed her, and she did it so nobly. She just received this dramatic interruption to her plans. Uh, but when it comes to us and uh, our lives being interrupted, that can be incredibly, incredibly difficult. And so we want to spend a little time reflecting on what's so difficult for us in dealing with Interruptions. Why are interruptions, especially unexpected ones, so challenging for most of us? Now, I, I would imagine if you took like any time to think about that, you could come up with a nice list of why unexpected interruptions are annoying and challenging. But I got three for you. And so we'll see how these go, and then you can add your own at home when you're talking or, or downstairs when you're, we're, meet, we're having a meal together. By the way, we are having a meal together downstairs. Conversations and cuisine is, uh, is getting going. We have, guess what? Haystacks. Haystacks. What else did you expect? Anyway, the team is down there right now. Okay, so why are unexpected interruptions so challenging for most of us? Well, firstly, I would uh, uh, propose to you that they're challenging because we like, we love to be in control. Okay, listen, I like to be in control. I'm just going to confess. We're going to have a moment here. I like to be in control. Feeling out of control is unsettling. And, um, you know, this happens in many ways where we feel like we're out of control because circumstances uh, change. I, um, you know, as an as a illustration or metaphor, I think of times I've been out of control. It happens many times, but the most relevant for a New Yorker is, is getting in a taxi cab with a driver who seems like maybe they just started driving yesterday. Have you had this experience? I seem to remember one experience in particular where I was having to rush to the airport JFK, not LaGuardia, which is further, and so, and requires a lot of traffic maneuvering, and the taxi driver, I feel like, may have just gotten his license the day before, and so there was a lot of uh, you know, pushing the gas. I don't get the accelerating and then decelerating, but with nothing in the way. And so you're kind of getting nauseous as you go. Have you had this experience? And, and then weaving and, and all kinds of things and yeah, changing lanes unnecessarily and you feel out of control and it is unsettling to feel out of control. And we, I, we, we like to be in control of things. And so when we're out of control, it's unsettling, and so unexpected interruptions to our plans 
can make us feel like we are out of control, hurtling out of control, and, and then the, the, the accelerator is going on and the brakes are then going on, and it's just, it makes you nau nauseous. We like to be in, in control. And then we have this whole thing, I think, in, in, in uh, American culture in particular, where we've been sold an idea of liberty that tells us that, like, our control over our own destiny is actually uh, 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 almost divine. And so uh, this, this idea that we have ultimate liberty can make any interruption feel not only, like, problematic, but an infringement on our rights. Like, how dare you interrupt me? And so, again, that's unsettling because we like to be in control. And our culture, at least Western culture, and particularly American culture, has told, uh, has told us that control of ourselves is of utmost uh, importance. And so, again, this is unsettling. Also, having, being interrupted, it can lead to uh, uncertainty. And that's unsettling for us as well. And so that makes it difficult for us to deal with interruptions to our experience because suddenly when you have an interruption, uh, your plans, they, they, might, they might be changed. And we don't like that. And so, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time creating a lifestyle for ourselves. And some of us are very good about being regimented. We do the same thing day in, day out. And that makes us comfortable. And we like it because we know uh, what's going to happen at the end of the day or at the end of the week or the end of the month. And so when things are interjected in our experience that we don't expect, especially challenging ones, again, that is unsettling and not easy for us to deal with. The problem, of course, here is, as we've said, God interjects himself into our experience often all the time. And not only God, but we're experiencing things uh, you know, many of you are New Yorkers here, or visiting New York. In New York, we are always experiencing interruptions to our experience. Whether you're on the subway and you anticipated that it was going to take 20 minutes to get somewhere and something has happened on the track. I don't know what's happening on the track, but things are happening on the track and your 20-minute ride is now a 40-minute ride. Those interruptions are disturbing to us and we don't like the uncertainty. What's going to happen when I show up for my job interview, interview 20 minutes late? It's unsettling. It's, it's disconcerting. And so, yet it's going to happen. And God himself even interrupts our situation and gets involved in our circumstances and changes the game like he did for Mary. And that is challenging. By the way, we can imagine that, again, that Mary was unsettled. I mean, even though this was good news, but we know that she must have been processing, what does it mean for me? Here is a young woman who is a virgin, she hasn't had sex before, and so suddenly to, to announce that you're pregnant is going to be a problem. And we know this for the fact because we're told that her, she was engaged to someone and they had not had sex yet, they were waiting to have sex, and so she was going to have to go and tell this person, uh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And so and an angel came to me. I don't know if you've ever tried that one, but that, uh, an angel came to me and this has happened. And... Uh, that's unsettling, that's disconcerting, and so that certainly was leading to uncertainty about her future. In fact, we're told that her husband, the one that she, or her, the one that she was engaged to, actually did have second thoughts, and the angel had to come to him and say, hold on, this is God's work, uh, everything's going to be okay, but uncertainty is unsettling for us, and we don't do well with uh, that. Uh, finally, 
We have a hard time dealing with uh, interruptions, particularly unexpected ones, because we have an idealized view of our uh, future, and interruptions don't often fit well with those. Does anyone have a, uh, a vision board? Okay. I, I love the idea of a vision board. You know, you're going to plan out the way you want your future to, 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 to go. There are a lot, of, uh, a lot of people also promoting this idea of just visualization. If you tell yourself uh, that things are going to happen in a particular way, that that will, that will happen. It's just going to happen. Um, and that you, you have a destiny that's innate to you. And if you're just honest to that and you, if you just uh, keep on with that, it's going to happen for you. I, I love nothing more than a uh, Disney princess movie. I've watched many in my life. I've watched all of them, I even want to say, in my life. Twice. <laughs> at least twice. At least twice, yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the year, if you're like a Spotify or Apple Music person, you get the rewind. Did you all get that? And so for those who are unaware, you can go and see all of the music or the top music that you've listened to for the year. So I have the weirdest one, I think. It's filled with a lot of classic 80s rock. I, I just, that's Led Zeppelin, whatever. We were talking about this before. Along with uh, the number one hits are, are Disney princess uh, 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 themes. So it's a very, very weird mix of music that I've listened to. Part of this, not the only reason, but the part of this is I have a daughter of eight, Susanna, who is a big Disney Princess fan. In fact, we saw a Disney Princess movie this week, didn't we, Susanna? I love a Disney Princess movie, but, but these movies are often telling us that, hey, all you have to do is, is, is follow your heart, your, your dreams, your wishes, and, and visualize and just stick to that, that thing, even if everybody else is telling you uh, that you shouldn't be doing this thing, you know, just follow your heart and move, move forward, right? This is not the biblical philosophy that we get with the Bible, right? Visualizing, vision boards are great, make plans, but God interrupts our plans. And our visions may not be God's visions. So if you're going to, like, I'm going to stick to my vision no matter what happens, you're going to miss out on what happens when God interjects himself and interrupts your plans. I would imagine Mary had a vision board that did not include an angel of the Lord coming to her and saying, you're not going to have sex, but you're going to have a baby. That wasn't on her vision board. And so when we have these idealized visions of what we want for our future, which is fine, make plans. But when those plans become the, of utmost importance for us and we're incapable of reacting properly when interruptions to those plans happen, which is what is the case for many of us, it's disturbing. We don't like those interruptions. And we're like, this is the way things are supposed to be going. I'm supposed to be making this much money. I'm supposed to be in this kind of relationship. I'm supposed to have this kind of place to live in. And when those things are not fulfilled in the way that we want them, we can be unsettled and disturbed. And that is challenging for us. And so it's challenging for us to act nobly and to have peace and to have joy even when things are going different than we planned. Again, again, God has warned us or invited us, I should say, that when we're in a relationship with him, we need to be prepared 
for the unexpected. We need to be prepared for anything. Luke chapter 12, be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning. That's at the beginning of this really uh, cool parable about these women, again, virgins, again, who are waiting for this uh, wedding ceremony. And he's like, be ready for anything. That's a principle that we get from the Hebrew Bible, and it's a principle that we get from the New Testament. Be ready for anything. And so have your plans, but be prepared for whatever is going to happen. Again, the problem is it's easy to say, hard to do. It's easy to say, be ready for anything. And if there's an interruption in your experience, don't worry. Everything is going to be okay. God is going to take care of it. Easy to say, hard to do. I know there are some of you here right now are, have experienced some interruptions. You had a plan for how things were going to be, where you were going to be, who you were going to be with, how much resources you, you were going to have when you, you got there. You had a plan, and you're experiencing an interruption, and that interruption may be going on right now, and it is difficult for all of the reasons that we've already expressed and so for many more that, that are available. It's challenging. And so during this uh, Advent season, and during the, these moments as we're looking forward to celebrating the birth of Jesus, uh, what hope do we have to be able to deal with challenging situations and circumstances that may be unexpected and may change our plans? How do we deal with them nobly and with peace and joy in our hearts? And that brings us back to the great God of the advent. You know, God is, f- is familiar with adjusting and changing plans. We're told in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 that God created a world, a perfect world, and he designed that world for his kids. Just like a parent, and we've had some here recently who know that they're going to have a baby, and when you know that you're going to have a, a, a baby, you, you know, you get the room ready, you get the, the, the bed ready, or what, if it's a room, I don't know, if you have a room, Susanna and I and, and us had the same room for like five years, so if you're a, you have a luxurious three-bedroom apartment, amen to you for the rest of us who don't have that, you figure out whatever space that the baby's going to be in, and you prepare that space, and so that's the story, Genesis 1 and 2, God prepares a space for his kids, and then he makes the kids, and he puts them in the garden, and then what happens? Things go haywire. This is not part of their plan. Was there, did God have, was he prepared for the next step? Yes, but this was not part of the plan. And so the good news is we have a God who is able to adjust to circumstances. So when he invites us to adjust to circumstances, like he did to Mary and Abram, He's not asking us to do something that he is unfamiliar with himself doing. And this is good news for us. Because if we are in situations or circumstances, as you surely will be or you may be in now, where where your life has been interrupted and your vision board is falling apart and things are going haywire, we can call out to a God who knows what it's like to have to adjust to circumstances. I mean, the whole idea of the incarnation, that thing that we are celebrating this Christmas season, the whole idea is God adapting and adjusting to circumstances. Philippians chapter 2 says it uh, like this. Jesus, who being in very nature God, 
did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage and held onto. Rather, he made himself nothing. That's a change. Made himself nothing, taking by the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. He was found in appearance as a man, and he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We believe in a God who is capable and able of adjusting to the circumstances and needs that are present. And this is good news for those of us who often have to adjust and change and adapt to the circumstances that we're presented with. Whether it's an angel, the Lord showing up and saying, uh, uh, your whole life is going to change. You got to move out of your country and go to a different place. Or you're going to be, become pregnant and it's going to be weird for you but I'll take care of you. Whatever the circumstances, we have a God who is able to adjust and adapt to the circumstances. And as we confess faith in him, he's able to empower us to adjust and adapt to circumstances that may be unexpected, may be challenging, may be difficult, and still we can exist with peace and joy. This is what we need God is never promising that things are going to be easy and everything's going to be okay and that your dreams and your heart is going to be fulfilled. There is no promise. That's Disney. The Bible doesn't have that. The Bible assures us, in fact, you are going to have challenges. It is going to be difficult. Your vision board is going to fall apart. But for those who love him, God is able to take anything, even the bad things, and bring some good out of it. Is there better news in this Advent season than that kind of God? A God who is able to help us to deal with adversity, help us to deal with changed circumstances, and still keep us with peace and joy. Some of you aren't experiencing that right now. I know that. You're in the midst of adversity and challenge and, and things have changed and you're like, you're stressed. And that's why this idea of confession to God is the only place to start. As we put our trust in this God, who is able, able to adapt and adjust, God is able each day, and it's a daily process each day that we confess that faith, God is able to fill us with the peace and the joy that we need to get through whatever adversity, whatever challenge, whatever difficult thing, whatever unexpected element is in part of your experience. And so during this Advent season, during this Christmas time, may this God be present for you and give you his peace. Amen.